Hello and welcome to another episode of Techman Talks Dynamics. This time it's me in the host chair and then I've also got Zach, Zach Bird, one of our Dynamics 365 CRM and Power Platform consultants and also aka our marketing guru when it comes to what was called marketing which is all about the topic of today's podcast. So, uh, if you have seen the announcement, it first got kind of uh, mentioned in July, I think at Inspire, yeah. when uh, Microsoft said that Dynamics 365 marketing was no longer going to be called Dynamics 365, 365 marketing. Um, so, when has that come into play? First of September, um, and this podcast we're going to try and outline a little bit more about what that means for those that are using it already, uh, and also if you're about to kind of implement it with Techman as part of your project, or if you're out there looking at it as a tool and looking at who you work with, etc. What you need to do and know about kind of implementing this tool, kind of September 2023 onwards. Okay. So, let's start. Give me the new name for Dynamics 365 Marketing. What is it? So, Dynamics 365 Marketing has officially been renamed as Dynamics 365 Customer Insights hyphen Journeys. <laughs> okay. Uh, rolls off the tongue then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've... Uh, We've established that Microsoft have done a fantastic job at uh, naming conventions again. Yeah, I think this all ties into the fact that they're essentially bringing Dynamics 365 marketing into Dynamics 365 customer insights. And they've essentially just taken the customer insights name and decided to call the marketing area journeys. Okay, so that's the first bit then. The name has changed. And, the, and as of September 2023, the name is Dynamics 365 Customer Insights. And then specifically, the marketing functionality that we know, we love, etc., is hyphen journeys bit yeah. of that app. We'll come on to Customer Insights in terms of yeah. the legacy, the history, what it is, etc. If you don't people don't really understand what customer insights actually means because that has been an app for a little while from Microsoft um, but first okay we've got we've got the name change so what in reality does that mean functionality wise for a customer so yes it's having a name change is it just one of those where it's a name change and that's it nothing else happens or is it a case that we're losing and we're gaining in some some area. So what have they announced from that perspective? So Microsoft have announced that essentially they're going to stop improving the outbound marketing area of the marketing app. Uh, and they're going to essentially focus all of their resource time and effort into improving the real-time marketing area uh, of the solution. Okay, so for those that don't really uh, appreciate because they're not used of it at this moment in time, etc. Outbound real time. So let's just recap. What 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 to date has outbound functionality 
give us in the in what we knew as the marketing gap? Yeah. So outbound marketing was has been there since day one of the marketing solution. Yeah. Um, it's important to note that there is no official sort of deprecation of outbound marketing at this stage. It's more so just a heads up that you know it isn't going to be officially you know improved. Yeah. But the software will still be there. So anybody who is an existing outbound marketing user and all of their current you know marketing efforts go through outbound outbound will still be there okay um but yeah outbound was essentially the tool that you know as i say when the marketing app was created outbound marketing was the main area and it was just used for as it suggests outbound marketing blasts to large audiences so email shots essentially email shots based on a, a, a based on a, a target DD, audience yeah targeting so that a marketing list as we've all known it but yeah. segment is what the marketing app calls it. essentially yeah okay so that's that was the bread and butter of of and is still even though Microsoft do state in some of their documentation they're no longer going to add features to it but they will continue to support it yes um that that's what we've known about kind of outbound marketing for for a while and by default people have kind of before real-time marketing came into play that's the only thing we could use when real-time marketing came into play i think customers those customers that had the opportunity to use both were using both in different in different ways yeah so going back to obviously we held our kind of crm power platform customer day back in april we talked about real-time marketing we talked about how customers should that are using the marketing app etc should definitely get onto the real-time marketing experience and start to explore that functionality but i think for in layman's terms what is real-time marketing what what is differing about that functionality compared to outbound outbound marketing yeah so as you say microsoft are essentially pitching a transition period at the moment to essentially advise everybody to whatever they're doing in outbound marketing you can also do in the real-time marketing area okay um so you know all of the features that we're talking about at the start such as you know segments emails journeys yeah forms events lead scoring all of it is essentially going to make a slow transition into the real-time marketing area. Um, the key difference in the real-time marketing area is this concept that Microsoft are also shifting their focus away from you know large-scale marketing campaigns that are just towards a target audience, such as you know the food industry, for example. Yeah, it's this new concept, you know, within marketing of this audience of one. Okay, so yeah. everything in real-time marketing is a lot more geared towards personalization. So essentially there are triggers that you can use that essentially will look at any table within CRM that you can use to trigger an activity such as, you know, a quote has been accepted, you know, an an order's been made, any table you can think of in CRM. You can now personalize communication with a customer. And we already have many customers that are already using the real-time function. So essentially, the one what or one big thing is this thing called trigger. Yeah. So you can so there might be some triggers that as a start of a ten that Microsoft kind of say, hey, have a look at these. But in principle, you can go and create your own triggers by looking at data. Yeah. So I've used the the cost of bean coffee cup analogy before, where I I hit my ten beans now as it is, 
and I get a lovely email at that pretending going, you got a free drink. Yeah. Again, it's personalised to me and stuff like that. The system has known when I get the reward. But to a customer in the B2D world or a new customer, it could be you change the relationship type in CRM from prospect to customer. All of a sudden, that trigger goes, hey, I've now got a new record that now says customer. Yeah. Right, now go and pick that primary contact against that record and go and send them a well, lovely welcome pack with links to lots of material using real-time marketing that just happens by a change of data inside of CRM. Yeah. So that is kind of the, the true idea around these triggers. Yeah, exactly. Again, it all ties into the personalization aspect. Okay. The classic thing in marketing that everyone always says, you know, what's the one thing that everyone responds to if you just shouted it out loud? Yeah. That would be a name. Yeah. Everybody responds to their first name. Again, that was the basic personalization that you had in outbound marketing. Yeah. You could say, you know, hi, Jason, X, Y, Z. Yeah. But in real-time marketing, it goes, you know, another level deep. So you go, hi, Jason, thanks for ordering this product. It'll be delivered at this date, you know, etc. You could go as far as you want based on the data that you've got yeah, in okay. CRM using the real-time marketing function. So it's just taking it another level deeper in yeah. terms of personalization. So a name's cool, but imagine being told, you know, it's arriving here, you've bought this. You know, it's a lot more engaging for the reader. So it, it, it's all about kind of this kind of customer journey, customer experience kind of model, which is kind of the whole, I, I guess it's buzzword, but it's a very much an in thing, this whole customer journey kind of mentality and make sure it's improved from start to finish. Yeah. And that's obviously that goes far wider than marketing and stuff like that. But I think, okay, these triggers are essentially going to drive a lot of kind of that experience with the customer then, I guess. And that's, yeah. that's the reason why Microsoft are putting so much effort yeah. into it and probably notably also why um, it's the it, outbound is not the focus point anymore. That's traditional kind of what we did years ago and whilst we can still do those odd kind of blasts yeah. and stuff like that it's a case of the more personalized manner is is, is becoming the way to go yeah there, there are a lot of cool things you can do with the real-time marketing solution again based on the data that you've got in crm yeah so you could have you know an email that you write about a particular topic but there's a concept called conditional content okay so based on let's just say the industry type was either food or building materials. Let's just say food, you can essentially put in the conditional content. If industry type is food, change the image to, you know, a food-related image. Yeah. Um, and the same for building materials, essentially. So you're sending out the same email, but the conditional content will look at, okay, what industry are the people in in your CRM solution yeah. and change the images around. Again, so it becomes more relatable and more targeted to the actual reader. But also the idea is the overhead is that you're not creating multiple versions of that email exactly, just with a different yeah. image on it. And that is something that in outbound marketing a lot of companies would do. They'd just have multiple versions of emails based on okay. industry, etc. Whereas now you can just conditionally change images to suit. So is, is there anything that we have known? So outbound marketing is kind of not being improved yeah real-time marketing and the functions of outbound is going into real time yeah so real so i think i've read somewhere that as of the first september new customer for the tool outbound marketing doesn't get made available by standard you only see real-time marketing functionality is that correct yeah so 
the reality is, but I can still do the core outbound functions inside of real time now. But is there anything else? Is there anything else that we are are going to lose that we know at this moment in time, or is there anything that do you know what it's? We're unsure where where this is where this is going at the moment. Yeah. So the main thing that's being lost out of marketing uh, from outbound to real time is social posts. That is the one area that's not currently on the roadmap. I don't believe uh, from Microsoft. Okay. So uh, to introduce into real time. So in terms of the what what was or what is for existing customers in re, uh, outbound marketing functionality, this social post stuff is that you can connect to a few channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. maybe I think it is. Yeah. Um, and you can create a basic post. Yeah, very basic. You can schedule it to be sent out on a certain time to that account, and that's it. And sometimes you might get some insights back, but it's limited, yeah. I guess. I always got the feeling that you could do the post out, but the insights and the evaluation and what you took from that data back inside the tool wasn't yeah particularly brilliant the insights on the social post was never really comparative to a dedicated social media posting tool as you can imagine yeah. like a sprite social or a hootsuite or something like that yeah okay um but again that's a, as of right now social posting isn't there who knows if microsoft we'll come on to cus- we'll come on to customer insights with the data stuff in it towards the end and start to touch on that a little bit I do wonder whether that side of it will try and pick up more of the social posting yeah, exactly. area. Yeah. I'm not saying it will be do exactly what it did in marketing, but I do wonder whether that bit will kind of own the social kind of posting element to kind of the offering from Microsoft moving forward. Yeah, very possible. Um, okay, so the only other thing I'll mention high level, do we know at the moment in time? So obviously events is going to be in, out, in real time. Events was in outbound. Um one thing that we did have is this concept called an event portal. So if you are around an event, you could go and create a form, put that form and that script on your own website. No problem. Send a registration, away we go. And you can put it through there. But what you can also do is you can, within, if you pay the additional bit of license for the hosting of those portal pages, you could have a event portal yourself um, with the marketing app and outbound. That is not traditional Power Pages as it stands today. You can go and create Power Pages to link to marketing, but that's more of a bespoke partner customer function. But in terms of out the box, it's based on Angular, et cetera. I've seen that Microsoft have a roadmap to obviously want to get the marketing portal into um, Power Pages, which um, that day when it comes wouldn't be a day too soon. Um, (laughs) But... Are we losing anything else on that event bit initially in the interim around kind of events and portals? Yeah, so at the moment, it looks like the only thing that a key thing for, you know, some of our customers would be the payment gateway. Okay. Uh, Doesn't seem to be on the roadmap as of yet, but the events portal changes are overwhelmingly positive. As you say, um, moving the events portal away from Angular development into Power Pages is going to make it, you know, 10 times, 100 times easier than it ever was to customise your event website. Yeah. Um, the Angular portals that already exist in are very, you know, limited and you needed to know that language of Angular to go and customise it as you wish. Um, but again, tying into the actual real-time marketing and portals, uh, well, event websites, um, 
the actual forms that you have in real-time marketing now, say you create a form, as soon as you create a form, it will generate code yeah. that you can lift essentially in multiple various different coding languages. I think Java, C Sharp, there's loads more. Yeah. Essentially, now you can lift your real-time marketing forms and put them onto your power pages, okay. sites, no problem whatsoever. So it's more just about the, we might be losing the bit around the payments of where currently yeah. you can create this concept called a pass and you can then use uh, an event portal with traditional marketing and outbound to then take a payment for that pass for that course that etc. you're going to be yeah. on or that event you're going to go to, okay? So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. It could be another one of those that, you know, it is there. Yeah. We just gotta wait for it to evolve. Yeah, Obviously, we're exactly. recording this kind of early into September. We're twelve days in. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we we're working with the information that we've got. Exactly, so, yeah. um, please don't shout at us if <laughs> something then evolves in the next twenty four hours because yeah. we know it can. Yeah, we're um, at the bleeding edge. Yeah, so that's our caveat for the podcast. By the way, that's our covering our backside. Um, but the so that's a bit around kind of what we're losing and what's what's changing. Um, so in terms of uh, Dynamics 365 customer insights dash journeys, aka marketing, um, right now, existing customers, should they look to move what they've got today into from outbound, if they've already still got outbound or anything left in outbound, into real-time marketing? Should that be a, you need to get on with it sooner rather than later, even if they're still in the old marketing kind of functions? Yeah, so I'd probably advise every customer to at least have a roadmap. You don't need to panic and do it all today. Yeah, This isn't an outbound marketing is gonna close after this podcast. You're gonna have a lot of time to eventually transition from the outbound over to real-time. Yeah. But it may just be worth, you know, going through what you've done in outbound marketing so far and planning, you know, how do we get these things over into real time? Uh, a classic one is, you know, segments, emails, you know, all of that. You may be thinking, how are we going to get everything from outbound into real time? It's really easy and it will just, it essentially just copies it all over. So, okay, so there is a, the same a transition assets. path then yes. across into it. You don't have to go and, You're not I've got to rebuild everything again. No. Okay. Okay, well, that's good then. There's a little bit of kind of, ease and, and comfort at that kind of yeah. knowledge that it's not a, oh, well, that means I've got to rebuild everything and all my yeah. kind of content and my templates again. And as I say, you're getting benefits of moving into real time. So with the forms, etc., the forms are significantly better. Yep. The emails has got greater personalization. You know, there's no reason to stay around in outbound really at this stage. Okay. It may just be worth, you know, making the move as soon as you can. Um, I know that in real-time marketing, they're saying that create, creating an email should actually know this is creating a form. Creating a form is apparently 50% faster and easier in the real-time marketing solution than it is outbound. Is it? Yeah, I would say so. It is It is a lot easier. And another thing we haven't touched on, I don't know if you're going to uh, bring it up, but is Copilot. Copilot is... You I know, wasn't, but... <laughs> As Copilot seems everywhere, we might as well crack on and mention Copilot then. Yeah, Copilot is everywhere, um, but it's worth mentioning that it's going to come into real-time marketing. Um, yep. 
Copilot's going to help you essentially build segments, journeys, emails. So Copilot is going to assist you along the way uh, within real-time marketing. So essentially this natural language to ask yeah. ask my, my marketing tool to say, yeah. please go find and build and get ready and create a journey for. Yeah. And in principle, the co-pilot is going to assist me. And now yeah. we've talked on other podcasts about kind of co-pilot. It is an assistance. Yes, it's exactly. not going to do it for you. It's not going to replace people. It's not going to replace your marketing team. But it's going to help you get it out created quicker to utilize it quicker yeah um and create and enable you to query kind of what what you've got available to you so okay so that again i dare, dare i say um it's a benefit obviously co-pilot going only into real-time marketing and also we'll talk about the impact of price of the solution towards the end um but see an added benefit of this co-pilot functionality is is good it should never be taken as a, oh it's a gimmick yes AI it takes time to evolve and it, it will it will assist you moving forward and it will continue to learn but to have natural language support you in your use of your tools on a yeah. on a daily basis can only be a can only be a good thing it's going to save marketing teams considerable amounts of time yeah just by giving them a head start as you say it may not be perfect but it's going to give you you know an overview head start of what you need to start thinking about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool features such as, you know, Copilot will yeah. change the tone of an email if you want to, is something that's going to come in. Okay. So, you know, you can have a relaxed, a more relaxed version of your emails if you wish to. You know, this could be Yo, something. How yeah. are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> Things like that. Um, that also ties into A B testing. Let's yeah. just say you have yeah. a very formal uh, style of writing at your company and as Jason says you decide to branch out and go yo how's it going <laughs> you could always do that in your A-B testing and if you don't know where to start from going from formal to more relaxed Copilot will give you the head start of yeah. here's where you go um, and then it's a take it or leave it from there but it will certainly help I can't wait to see Microsoft's interpretation of casual or <laughs> la la laid back yeah um, all I can now think about is a certain alcoholic brand website being in the outback as such, going, what's up? <laughs> but anyway, we will uh, we will move on to me reminiscing about TV adverts. <laughs> um, so, okay, we've talked about the name change. We've talked about some functionality differences. We've talked about the fact that you take the tool today under the new name, and you're only going to get real-time marketing functionality available to you and deployed by default. So, and we've, uh, and we've talked about some of the benefits of Copilot that's going to be inside of real-time marketing as, as that comes to release that's, that's not quite there yet, we'll add. Um, so in terms of moving forward then, we've talked about some of the transition as well, and it's not a start again. There is yeah, the ability... To, to transition without a loads of effort. I suppose the, the effort, I suppose more than anything, is maybe some understanding and getting heads round real-time functionality specifically, uh, into triggers being the big one and, and having some guidance on how and what you use triggers for. Mm. But then outside of that, 
in terms of let's talk about before we talk about costs, licenses and those necessities, I guess. Let's talk about customer insights then. So we've said the name is being marketing is being renamed to customer insights hyphen journeys. Customer insights also has a hyphen data yeah. to it. And customer insights used to be a tool. Yes. As well as marketing. So for those that have never really explored and really understood what customer insights historically was, with your little bit of homework on the desk, <laughs> um, what's customer insights? So yeah, you're going to absolutely hate this answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. It is very self-explanatory. <laughs> it offers you insights into your customers. I know I'm not saying anything, you know, revolutionary here, but essentially what it, the podcast <laughs> then. Right, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, what it is, is it gives you an overview of, you know, your customers' behaviour, such as transactions, their engagements, you know. There's a lot of uh, disability to connect to any sort of external data source within customer insights, to drag data from other sources into customer insights. It essentially just gives you an overview. Essentially, it's profiling your okay. customers yeah. and what they're interested in, you know, their transaction history. And it gives you, you know, a greater insight into what they're more likely to buy. You know, there's a lot of... I've seen something about, like, churn risks and stuff like that. So it's kind of give you, a, like, if it's connecting to these sources... Yeah. Looking at a churn risk, i.e., if they've if they've slowed down on engagements with you, if they've stopped buying from you, yeah. etc., like that, then profile them to yeah. say these might be at risk. So hold on a second, yeah. um, you might want to give them a better TLC, or you might want to deal with them differently because their needs have changed, etc. So yeah. it's it's the ability, I guess, to learn more about yeah. your customer in reality, not just not just the traditional CRM. I've had a phone call. Exactly. Not just the, I've created an invoice for them. Not just the, it's trying to bring that together using Microsoft's, you could say AI, but using Microsoft's technology and its modeling, data modeling, to say, we think, based on everybody else, these are really hot kind of in in kind of front and center customers right now, but these ones are at risk or a problem at yeah. this moment in time. Is that kind of where it's at in terms of what it's trying to deliver. Exactly, yeah. It it essentially is helping to support your sales efforts in reality because it's given you an overview of, you know, purchase history, what people have been doing, what events they've been attending, etc. So there's essentially just a little profile on the side yeah, and it will tell you, you know, they're more likely to buy now if you get in contact with them. Uh, You know, it's just giving you that insight to support the stuff being in everyone's heads, yeah, okay. essentially. So a salesperson may say, you know, I think that person's going to, you know, be more interested in buying. Customer Insights will have it there in, you know, essentially black and white, saying based on the data we have. Yeah, it supports it. it it's supporting your evaluation of that customer. And you talk about these sources, What's a source? What 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 is what what is this source? Because obviously we're going to sit there going connected to CRM. Yeah, great, no problem. You link it with marketing. Yeah, no problem. And that's kind of a very kind of closed world. But it's not that. It's a case of the connect to 
more than just yeah CRM. Yeah, I believe in terms of connectors. Again, this sounds like a wishy-washy answer, but it it is just essentially connectors to anything you can. Just like API kind of. Yeah, so essentially. So we could put it to BC Business Central. We could put it to social media and stuff like that. Theoretically, well. yeah. Okay. So that's the bit around what Customer Insights is offering then. It used to be a standalone tool, used to yeah. be there, have its connectors, be able to do profiles, and yeah. you could pay a independent fee for that tool. Yeah. Being honest, we don't have a single customer at Techman as it stands today that bought that individual tool. My personal opinion was because it was a nice to have, it was a bell and a whistle, yeah. and it was quite expensive. Yeah. Um but if you link it in and truly show the value of it with your whole kind of business data and you use it in a better way, then it's going to add value. And hopefully, I'm I'm leading with words here, but I'm hoping that we can then use customer insights dash journeys with data from customer insights dash data yeah. to influence what we're doing for these triggers and stuff like that. So, yeah, something which is really important to mention is customer insights dash data has segments. Yeah. So it will essentially, you know, put people into segments based on, you know, their transactions or purchase history. Yeah. And you can then theoretically use those segments from data and journeys. to create journeys. Okay. Um, so that is essentially bringing the tools together. Um, that's the main, you know, key positive that I've seen. So as a benefit then, the move, this transition, this name change as we start to conclude the podcast... It's a positive move from Microsoft. Yeah, it's definitely a positive. As it's given you more, as I say, I don't want to <laughs> rinse the term, but customer insight. It's given you a great Maybe the name insight. wasn't as bad <laughs> as what I started the podcast off on then. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's tackling it from two angles, isn't it? It's looking at the data. Yeah. So what are they buying? What events have they been to? And then it's using that data to influence your marketing efforts. So you're essentially targeting the right person at the right time, personalised towards them. It's not just a general blast. Yep. You're making informed marketing efforts, you know, to target audiences that are hopefully going to generate you more money, yeah. in short. So it's certainly a benefit for everyone who will use it. So bringing that functionality aligned together, putting them under one hood, Linking it with the sources like CRM, potentially Business Central and more, is only going to aid basically the customer journey and experience that our customers can provide to their customers yeah. with the tools that are available. So it's another arm to their bow that you just get it as part of the Customer Insights tool now. So it's one SKU, yeah. it's one product per se from Microsoft now. Um, it's one monthly cost for the base solution. Um but then inside of it, it's two angles of functionality, the data side and the journey side. So in terms of the cost, do we recall what the cost is for customer insights for a, for a brand new customer today? So these, these are the bits that I have written down. So you've got this concept of if you were to buy it now, essentially all customers must start with the base SKU or a minimum, they get a required quantity of 10,000 people interacted. So that's your journeys. That's your traditional kind of marketing. Oh, how many times have you sent out an email or something to somebody, you know, which yeah. is like marketing used to be. That's yeah. as is what marketing used to be. Yeah. yeah. And then to take care of the insight side of it, you have this 100,000 people 
unified. That's on the data side. So, yeah. yeah, so that's the data side of it. Um, in terms of the actual costs, that's something that do you have in front of you? <laughs> you mean you want me to say it? You want me to do it because you don't want to be the one that says, oh, well, <laughs> that's actually some bad, bad news. Um, the, the short is price has gone up. Price has gone up, yeah. yeah. So the short of it. Uh, if you don't have CRM in your minimum 10 users like you did with marketing, um, then the price is £1,397.30 per month. Yes. Now, uh, as a rough, that's gone up about 100 and something, 200 quid-ish on that price since the 9% price increase um, from April of this year that Microsoft did for all subscriptions. But what our traditional CRM users and most customers at Techman have got, they've got the 10 minimum kind of licenses for CRM, so they get the attach concept. So people have been used to paying since April, £616.50 a month Mm -hmm. for marketing and marketing alone. Yeah. Now, today, by it, the solution is 821 quid and 90p a month. Yeah. So, but what you're getting is you're getting marketing of yeah. all the functionality that we've been able to use, and we're getting the customer insights data side of it. So, in principle, you are paying an extra 200, just over 200 pounds a month for a tool that you never had before yeah. so you are getting a whole load new to functionality now i can't remember off the top of my head and again i'll caveat myself going i i stand to be corrected but i believe customer insights functionality on its own before this this got merged together that used to be nearing on a thousand pound for depends on what skew you went for alone so if you think about what it used to cost to what they're building it into actually you're getting two for the price of one and a quarter to an, ex- yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Now, yeah, price increase it, 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 it is the flat way people are looking at it. I understand it's not a great thing, but think about the, the our job is to also allow customers to understand the value that the tool will now bring to them yeah. and why you could continue investing in the solution. But also the reason why any new customers wouldn't go and go back and go, do you know what, I'll go back to MailChimp instead or I'll go and choose another. Why is it that Microsoft are a market leader and differentiating compared to the alternatives? And that's we're not going to discuss that in detail today, but that's what our job has to be with our customers um, over the coming months, etc. But yeah, the short is there's a price increase. Yeah. But then it's a case of, well, when does the price increase kick in? So buying it today, new customer, you pay the new price. No no other choice. You can't buy the old price anymore. Existing customers, do we know what, what, what happens for existing customers? So if you wanted to contract a renewal at the existing price that you have, I believe it's till September, before September the 1st, 2024, as long as you renew before then, so similarly be at a similar price. We can, or a customer can, renew Dynamics 365 Marketing or yeah. Dynamics 365 Marketing Attach. As long as they're a current customer prior to September 2023, they can renew yeah. at that price yeah. again for another year, basically an yeah. NCE it's, it's year. Another year, yeah. Um, I believe that you can renew for longer, but there is another deadline date, something like 2027, that yeah, you have, is, yeah. that 
no matter at that point in 2027, if you're in a three-year deal, that's it. You, you're in. That's gone. Yeah. But typically, most of our customers are. Well, I think all of our customers, knowing what I know about our marketing customers, they're all in a year's agreement, paid monthly, but it's a commitment for a year. So, up until your agreement renewing, expiring, and the opportunity to renew, as long as it renews prior to the first of September, twenty twenty-four, you can renew again. Yeah. At the marketing price, so the yeah. six hundred and sixteen pound fifty, if that's what the price is, whenever yeah. it renews, so you can you can do that essentially for one more year. Yeah. But doesn't mean you can't use the customer insights dust data, as I found out this morning from Microsoft, that put it in writing for me. Yeah, exactly. So you're essentially renewing, but you're also gaining the, a preview almost yeah. of what you would get once the pricing does eventually change to customer insights slash data. Yeah. So again, the reality is you can put you can save your two hundred quid a month, but you can't you can't take the va- take the benefit of what you're going to get. You've got to take the plunge into the new skew. Is yeah. the short of it? Yeah, it's important to say on pricing though. Obviously, nobody likes a price increase. That's obvious to say. But it's how you justify the value, as you say. If you have, you know, two different solutions now, customer insights and marketing, or data and journeys, however you want to call it. If customer insights is providing you with a level of insight that's helping to inform your marketing effort and you're making more sales. Then it pays for itself several times over. It pays for itself. So it depends on if you can justify that cost based on the sales you make that the tool provides. So one thing with Microsoft, they'll always consistently evolve and add value into yeah. the solutions. Sometimes we see name changes. Sometimes we see apps co- kind of combining together, etc. But I don't think we can ever fault Microsoft of trying to keep the improvement program going. Exactly. Yeah. Microsoft are one of the biggest companies in the world for a reason. Yeah. They've got endless resource to invest in the tools that they have, and they want you know their solutions to be the market leaders. Yeah. So you can guarantee that. If you were to move to customer insights, uh, journeys data, yeah, it's going to significantly improve, you know, into yeah. the future. So, to conclude, then, we've got a name change. Yeah, Dynamics three sixty five marketing becomes Dynamics three sixty five customer insights, and the journeys element to customer insights. Yes, there's a price increase. Yes, but actually, deep, deeper, it's not really a price increase actually you're getting more functionality because you're getting the data side of customer insights as part of the tool as well and co-pilot and obviously more investment into real-time marketing. So you're not just getting a price increase and standing still with the functionality. It, it's not, to be clear, it's not just a price increase. Yeah. Outbound marketing is no longer going to be enhanced will be supported for the for the foreseeable but no longer enhanced and essentially customers need to if they haven't already they need to start exploring real-time marketing yeah and microsoft have already produced a pdf essentially telling you how to transition from outbound to real-time marketing so if any customers do want that pdf just feel free to get in contact with me and i'll send it over um, so the roadmap slash transition is already mapped out for people to do. And as I say, it's not very painful. It's just a matter of planning to do it and doing it. Okay. So overall, there's a little bit of kind of pessimism with me in terms of a name change and reasons. And 
when you see flagged up stock, they go, oh, really? But actually, you dig dig a little bit deeper, and actually, this is a positive change from Microsoft. Yes, we'd love a positive change and no price difference, but yeah. that's not reality. So in short, we've got some new functionality that we're going to start delivering to our customers. <laughs> yes. Um, and we've got customers that need to get on a transition plan that already got marketing. Yeah. But as a whole, we've tried to, I say, kind of put some reasoning and clarity behind the change. There's a lot to consume. There'll be more content in time about customer insights and more. But I think that'll wrap up today's episode of Techman Talks Dynamics. So any questions from anyone, please feel free to get in contact with us on on the topic of marketing and the changes. Happy to um, support any issues or questions or queries that you have. Otherwise, thanks so much for listening again. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. And um, until next time, thanks for listening to Techman Talks Dynamics. Mm-hmm.